0: You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Iris Elements, the weekly podcast for ambitious bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be discussing topics which will help you build a successful practice which works for you. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood, and we are joined today by Philippa Haynes and Penelope Allard. We're really excited to talk about personal branding and business branding today um joe has been ages since we've had a podcast it really really has um yeah i had covid
0: and we've just had a few i think we had one of our guests wasn't able to make it it's just been a couple of those weeks but we are here and we're back really excited to be talking to philippa and penny today oh
1: and if you're watching live oh so thank you so much Penny and thanks Philippa for joining us and thanks Welcome. everyone for joining we're seeing you jump on if you can let us know whether you're watching this live we'd love and we'd love to hear your questions if you've got anything so I think that this is something we can keep quite interactive mm-hmm. and I think it'll be a great opportunity to give Penny's practical and um, like shared P- Penny's practical experience of going through this journey but also Philippa is an absolute expert in this area so let's make it as practical as we can um so oh Philippa and Penny I'm um, what should we start with some intros Penny do you want to tell us about <laughs> you and your background
2: and what you do at the moment yeah so I've always been a bookkeeper really so whereas a lot of people go to this as a career change I started working for my dad when I was just 13 so he had his own business and I used to go in after school and complete good old-fashioned manual books on big red ledgers adding them all up Um, then my mum died when I was 18 so I didn't go to uni and my dad's accountant offered me a job so I started working in practice Decided that auditing wasn't really for me, went to work in industry, doing management accounts, project accounting. And then when my children came along, I didn't really want to commute up to London. So my daughter was premature and not very well at first. So I gave up work, um, struggled to pay the bills. So my local college were then advertising for somebody to teach AAT and level one CIMA, um, ACCA and SEMA. So I went along and did that in the evenings and that was fine. And then as the children got older, I've got three with a seven year age gap between the oldest and the youngest. And evening classes were starting not to work because I needed to get Isabella back from guides. But the baby was still in bed. So hubby couldn't leave the baby to pick the old one. up. And life was getting really complicated. And a few people had asked me, um, did any, were any of my students available to do some extra work? that had a backlog or, you know, could I do something? I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. This will pay for the extra ballet classes and things that I need, and I can drop out of teaching and get my evenings back. So, started work. It was really just something very, very small, um, just to sort of pay for those ballet lessons and things. So, didn't think too much about a name, and it was just Penelope. I love bookkeeping services. And it ticked along as that. I was probably working about 10 hours a week, something like that, very flexible around the children and um, less during the school holidays. And then I got divorced. And everyone said, "Are you going to go and get a proper job?" And it's well, I've got a proper job. I just need more clients. Um, so I started to grow the business, and it was ticking along quite nicely at a full-time position. Lockdown hit, and I was really worried what would happen. I'm a single mum with three kids, two of whom were suddenly home from uni and eating me out of house and home. Um, what happens if my clients go out of business? You know, if I was charging hourly at that point, I hadn't discovered Go Proposal. And I thought, if my clients aren't working, I'm not working, I've still got to keep things going. So I started listening to lots of podcasts, including yours, and thought, I just need to say yes to everything. I need to stop turning work down, take work on, and really grow. So COVID gave me the push to grow the business. And then my daughter was about to graduate as a doctor and wanted to use my maiden name, um, not Allard. So I said, well, I can't do that because my business is Penelope a Bookkeeping Services. So we spent most of lockdown trying to come up with a new business name and failed miserably. So I thought, right, I'd come across Philippa on LinkedIn. I thought I'll give her a call. It's probably going to be ridiculously out of budget and aimed at something for much bigger companies. But hey, ho, we'll just be brave. We'll have a chat. Um, oh. And that's really where the story of my branding
1: journey starts. Oh, I love this. So now we can next because like, it was a great time to bring Philippa in. Um Philippa, do you want to tell us your background then and uh sure. yeah, what you do and then why Penelope would have reached out to you? I'm really interested about what happened next.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um so I set up in Site 101 about five years ago. Um, but before then I'd spent nearly 30 years working for some really big global brands, uh, Levi's, Ford Motor Company, British Airways, yada, yada, yada. Um, and what that gave me was the understanding about how you connect with your customers and your clients, how you need to understand a lot about them, their needs, their mindset, what's going on, um, and how you really need them to help you design new product, um, think about retail, the shopping experience, all of that good stuff. Um, so when I left five years ago, I left because I just suddenly had, had enough of being told what to do. Actually, that's probably why I'm called Champion of the Unique, because I always thought a little bit out of the box and said, actually, we could do this. We could do that. And it was constantly. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. Um, and I left thinking, do you know, what? I've got so much more value to give um, and I want to bring this this big branding kind of thinking and understanding to those smaller businesses who I think really deserve to be heard, to be visible, to be unique in their own way, you know, and that doesn't mean, you know, massive budget. It doesn't mean that they've got to be a big business, but I do think we're all unique and we need to bring kind of ourselves to the business. Um, and I was absolutely delighted when I when I started talking to Penny because she she was very clear in her mind that she wanted to grow. Um, But also very clear that she didn't know how to do that from a marketing and brand perspective, um, and was really prepared to give it a go. Um, And that's really my story up until now. I mean, obviously, Penny has gone leaps and bounds. We've had a fantastic time working on her brand. I, I personally think it's really really strong I know that everybody loves it she gets recognized now wherever she goes within accounting and bookkeeping which obviously says a lot Um, but it's really given her I think the opportunity to be more playful to be more confident in the way that she works with her business so so that's me and you know that that's that's what I want to do for people that's really my mission in life to sort of get people out there um, and really talking confidently about their own bookkeeping business.
0: Oh, oh, wow. So Penny, okay, coming back to Penny, when you were yeah. in that, so you've obviously been watching Philippa on LinkedIn. Yes, yeah, but i want I want to understand where you were at at that because I know you've been on this journey. so you you you've explained where you got to that at the point. but when you picked up the phone or dropped Philippa a message, what did you think you were going to be getting? we talk about sometimes, you know, a logo. Is that what you were? did you, you you said you needed? you couldn't think of a name. Is that really what you thought that you were going to Philippa to find a logo and a name?
2: Yeah, I thought all it was was a logo and a name. I thought you sort of have a chat, come up with something. And we, we've been doing this as a family, bouncing ideas around, just trying to come up with a name. And it was just trying to pick something out of thin air in a way. Um, And, Things we'd come up with that either been taken elsewhere or they had other connotations. Um, Definitely get teenagers on the go with that. Um, You know, things that would have, you know, you'd look at an acronym for something. Oh, no, that's no good because that, you know. And we just kept going around the houses trying to think of a name. But the the mistake we'd made, which I realise now, there was no meaning behind those names. Mm. They didn't really have that depth of meaning. And that's the difference, I think, between a name and a brand. And a brand just gives you so much more that you can go with. And actually, the logo is something that's right at the end of the journey. So my logo actually is is very symbolic and has a very deep meaning to, which I'm sure we'll come to over the course of the next hour. But it wasn't just a case of here's a name, put some pretty colours on it. There's just Mm -hmm. so much more involved in that, which I didn't appreciate until I started working with Philippa and isn't that
0: interesting that the logo is like the first thing people see so I think that's why on the consumer point of view we think that's what people are working towards but actually mm -hmm. when you're on this brand journey it's the last thing that's produced because of everything that's behind it which is so interesting so how did the conversation how do you start these conversations Philippa with somebody that's like coming to you thinking they want a name and a logo how do you get them around to the idea of needing and wanting a brand
3: well I mean Penny I think was very straightforward I mean she she was very clear about what she was looking for she was looking for something professional that would build a business brand that she could sell um, you know later down the road she was also very clear about a rename um, so all of those things tick the box for me I mean not everybody has to rename but when you do you think great we can find out what the essence of penny is and what she brings to bookkeeping and of by that point she got a team as well so you know that it had to resonate with them as well but you know it was a really good brief because it she basically said i am open we have come to the end of the road with our thinking we cannot get the solution and of course, with that sort of blank page, it's it's a fantastic, you know, for me, it's just fantastic as a creative person. I mean, the only anxiety is, you know, I, I ask people to do a pre-task piece before we get into this sort of two hour Zoom call. Um, and when you get that blank paper back, or at least, you know, not that much there, A, you think, well, actually, that confirms what she said that, you know, that there wasn't much there but also it's quite it's quite nerve-wracking I'll be honest thinking (laughs) am I going to find something am I going to find something and of course you do because everybody's too close to themselves you know Mm. they can't say what it is about them or their business or their team which really marks them out as something different I mean I spoke to an accountant the other day and he said well the difference with us is that we care and I was like I think I think as a service provider, we all have to care. So you know, we need to drill down into a little bit more that really can help you to to bring everything out. Um, and so that that was Penny. Really, it was a, it was an open book. She was very relaxed about it, but very keen. Um, and we just went from there. And I I sort of drilled down and said, why Penny? Why Penny? Why Penny? Why why why? What we you know, we went back to her childhood, we went through her sort of education, we and un- I understood the relationship between her father and bookkeeping and sailing and the water, and you know, this water theme kept coming back, and this this being close to it and what it meant for her and how she really constructed her life around it, really, emotionally, rationally, professionally, personally, but she didn't see that because that's her life it's not different so
1: oh, this is fab okay so can i just go back to like using your own name for your business name mm-hmm. because i know like joe's business is called joe wood virtual fd i know joe's business has grown more than she expected it to or had belief in it too at the beginning and now you're at this position where you think hey i might need to rename this right now and that you're probably on that journey um can we just talk about why? Because a lot of people will use their surname or um, their so initials. Many, what, yeah, so why? We, they do, and you kind of expect like a partnership, so and so and so and so that mm. kind of thing. Um, why should we? What do we really need to think? Of? If we're thinking, I'm going to name my business after myself, or me and my brother, or something. Yeah. What? What do you? What should your considerations be before deciding about that?
2: I think it makes it harder for you to detach yourself from the business. So when I was Penelope Allard Bookkeeping Services, everybody expects that they're going to speak to Penelope Allard, whereas now that I have a team, they can speak to anybody in my team. And at the moment, I do still deal with all of my clients and I'm top of the chain, but I would like to get to the point where I've then got other members of my team. So my my team do deal with my clients, but I still oversee everybody. But as I grow, I would like to get to the point where I'm just working on the business and I've got a team member working with the clients. And I think clients will always they always want to feel special. They always want to speak to the top person. And when you get to the point where you've got client managers, you want the client manager to be the top person and who they speak to. And I think that's much harder if you've got your name over the door.
3: Yeah. And uh, I, I think with also a name, I mean, I, I think Zoe, when when you asked the question is you said we expect it we expect a name to be above the door within this kind of profession. Mm. Um and that of course is is fine historically that's what's happened. Um but I think in many ways the industry is changing and becoming more dynamic and exciting. Um so there's that opportunity to be a little bit different I think. And
2: it's it's great when you're networking because people so many people will ask me the question and they say, so why wild bookkeeping? And then that gives yeah. me a chance to tell my story. Whereas if it was yeah. Yeah, if, it, if it was just you know, even if I just took my first name out and had of bookkeeping or something that was more generic and expected, people wouldn't ask that question. And then when I've been through yeah. and I explain the brand and what it means and where it comes from, they're wow. And I've I've got them hooked, they're in. Yeah. I think also it for me it's
3: What do we want from our business you know what impression do we want to give do we want to be traditional do we want to be rebellious do we want to be quirky you know there are all of the and and that's down to the personalities within your business how you want to do business the service that you provide but i think that almost helps structure the thinking of so what's what's going to be what's the name going to be all about um Mm -hmm. because then when somebody asks you you can say well we called that because of x y and z which is what penny said and it's a great conversation starter even somebody who took your name at at one of the events um penny Mm. you know just as you signed in they were like oh i love wild what does it mean so i mean there are so many people wanting to know more about your business Mm. and that is critical isn't it we all want to be asked about it
2: definitely yeah. So so I think having having a name that's not your name, people are then curious as to what does it mean? So that opens conversations. It makes you different. It makes you stand out.
1: Yeah. OK. So how about um, personal brand? So um, Gem and I talk about this a lot, like raising your profile really matters and being known within your the space that you want to be known in uh really can help you advance your business so there is an element of like your business needs to be known so your business needs to have a brand maybe we'll talk about what that like really means in a second but also as the person who's probably leading with most of the marketing for your mm. business at the moment having your own presence can be really powerful for you and uh, and there's a lot you can do there as well um how what is the difference between a personal brand and a business brand and why is a personal brand important
3: so i mean as you said the personal brand is all about you and what you bring and i mean if you are the head of of the business um then it makes sense that you know if people recognize you and know what you're all about then that really really works but i think it i think as the business grows. You need it to be more than you. You know, you can only be in one place at one time and you you don't necessarily want to be plastered everywhere as a result of that. You want your team to feel a part of the business. You want your team to be carrying that, that flag, if you like. And that's the difference, I think, between a business brand and a personal brand. So Penny has while mm-hmm. bookkeeping and she has a team behind it and they're really excited about it. They can tell the story, but equally they feel a part of it. You know, something resonates with them as the team. I think if you just keep it on a personal level, you know, everybody else becomes a little bit anonymous. Um, and as Penny said, the the, the growth traje- trajectory is a is a little bit different. So so that would be, you know, the the fundamental
2: difference. I think. So so for me, for one of the names that Philippa came up with was um, Wild Bookkeeper. Or wild accountant, and I wanted to stay as bookkeeper because I enjoy getting involved in the day to day. There is a difference, and at one time, because I did ACCA exams, I I wasn't sure about this whole concept of being a bookkeeper. But now I'm firmly rooted in that bookkeeper camp, and I love it. And I think we need to champion bookkeepers more. So I wanted, and I, and I didn't want, and I loved the idea of the wild accountant, but I didn't want to call myself that because I'm ICB and I'm a bookkeeper. And again, it, that was too much of a, a single person and I wanted something to represent the team. So we have wild bookkeeping for the business, but I then use as my LinkedIn strap line, um, Penelope the wild bookkeeper. So that's the wild bookkeeper who's heading up wild bookkeeping. And on Instagram, I've actually got two Instagram accounts. So wild bookkeeping is all my business stuff, all the things that goes out about tax returns, deadlines, how to do your books. And then I've got another Instagram profile, the Wild Bookkeeper, which I love and have so much fun with. And that's just where I can just bore everybody rigid with all my swimming, sailing, what I get up to in the winter, Um, which again gets over that thing. There's there's often this debate on LinkedIn about is it LinkedIn or is it Facebook? So I can put a bit about my swimming and my sailing onto LinkedIn. And then we come up with the idea in October of doing Bookkeeper Tips from the Beach. So that gets in the brand. And I, and I can put that onto LinkedIn, but I can then say, if you want to know more about it, jump over to Instagram and follow The World Bookkeeper. So that is purely my personal
0: brand. Mm. Oh, so cool. It's so cool. And I loved what you said, Philippa, about, you know, getting the team behind the brand. And I definitely think, you know, that's where I'm at now. In April 19, when I started, it was just me. Well, it was I had did have a bookkeeper, but I knew that I had a personal brand already, I'd just been made redundant. And the number one thing on my mind was keeping a roof over my head. Mm. And I knew that I had a personal brand that I could leverage. So yeah. I just started with that name. And, and to be honest, I've managed to even though I am still the forefront, very much like Pen- Penelope, um, I have client managers, and they are bought in on day one with the client. So I don't have to manage the work. But I do really get and that it's not really the name and me having to be everything to everyone that is the issue for me. It's what you hit the nail on the head, Philippa, about the the team feeling that it's theirs mm. and not just mine, especially as I have shareholders and my sister and my brother-in-law and my, and my husband all own the business. So it's not mm. just mine. I am always going to be the, the person out there doing the sales, doing the market, that none of them. So they don't mind. They're also quite happy to sit. Mm. They're also very happy for me to be the name because at the end of the day, it's not going to come back on them. I am definitely, you know, that's the entrepreneurial <laughs> thing. And I, I don't think they mind, but but we have been having discussions. And I said, we really want to start thinking about us. And so with that in mind, because very much, I think Penny's brand is Penny. Even the business brand is still Penny. How do you Mm. get it when you've because I've got a team of 11 and like I said, there's four shareholders. So is there ways that you can make a business brand with multiple people and not just the one person?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the approach I use is exactly the same in the sense that I really drill down into the emotional and rational part of um, every single, you know, every person in the business, if it's a small business. So with Penny, I obviously did one-to-ones um, in a team scenario or a larger business scenario, I, I interview um, the state key stakeholders, uh, but also I always ask for kind of a representation of, of the team within the business. And I do exactly the same thing. I, I talk to them about their current perceptions of the business, where they'd like it to go, What's important to them? What is it within the business that resonates? What are their beliefs? What are their values? And I obviously talk to them in a roundabout way because most people can't kind of come out with all oh, my values in this. But I, I talk to them offline, nothing gets shared. And what happens is once I've done all of those kind of conversations, I start to look and say, what is it that brings those people together? There's always something a recurring theme, because like attracts like, essentially. And I'm like, what are the themes? What are the things that are really important to people? What can we work with? And, and that's what I do until I, get, I I go back to the business and say, I think your business is about this. This is what your team has told me. This is what you've told me. This is the essence of it. This is the real kind of energy or whatever it is. Um, and then we construct that sort of brand story around it. So it's still very much uh, person centric. And the real benefit of that is and teams get very excited about it because when I play it back to them, I go, this is what I heard. And I didn't I don't attribute names, but I, I do say this is what I heard. And people go, I said that. I said that. Mm-hmm. So when it gets to the, the actual brand part, everybody's going, that's a part of me recognise that bit mm. and of course then they become brand ambassadors too because they start to talk to their clients and their prospects and say well this is what it's about so suddenly you've got all of those ambassadors under one roof and there is something that ties everybody together.
2: For for me when I went through it so Philippa gives you homework sheets to complete and they they make you really think. So I completed mine but I also shared those with my team. And I got them to complete them as well and feed it back to me. So before I collated it and put it together with Philippa, I made sure that everybody on my team had had their input so I could put that all together. And for me, what was really important when I was structuring my staff and how they would work for me is I, had, I started up because I wanted a business that would work around my children. I've never felt as though I've been a working mum. I've always managed to work when they're at nursery school in bed and I was very keen to have that for my team as well. So we've—that's kind of the, the big part of flexibility that goes through Wild—is because of that. So we work together, putting together the the information that Philippa used for our brand blueprint. And since then, any um, members, any team members I've recruited to my team, as part of that final interview process, again we'll discuss our brand values so I've got a a great sheet of brand values and our culture from Philippa and I will make sure that my team members buy into that brand and they fit in with that and that they want that flexibility and they're going to enjoy it and actually everybody gets a, a wild mug with their name on the front and then I've actually got the brand values on the back of it so when they're having their cup of tea it just reminds them of exactly what's important to us and what our values are. So you you still got the whole team behind it and they all very much buy into wild being
1: part of that decision making process is so important for people buying in. I and, and I can see why like you've done it so well. It's amazing. Well done. Um I love, I love this. Um, so what's so it's been brilliant for your um it's helped you to connect more with your business and have like belief in your business and feel like, yeah, I've like I'm really I'm taking this like really seriously, I can get to yeah. the next level now. And it's helped your team to be on board with your values of your business and ha- helped to really um almost like set in stone like it's this it, these are our values yeah, now this um, is us
2: really good solid foundations that we yeah. can now work on and build on so okay. I can make sure that my team buy into those brand values interestingly when I'm looking at taking on clients I've, I've recently disengaged a client because I just wasn't that there were anything necessarily wrong with them but we just weren't gelling and it just wasn't that sinking feeling when they when they pick up the phone and they ring and oh, and, and when I realised, actually, they don't – it's not that there's anything wrong with them. They just don't share those same values, that same culture. So really being – and I say, Philippa really nitpicks everything. Why? Why do you think that? Well, I don't know. I just do. No, you don't just do. Why? Let's, let's work out why. So really getting down to that. Sounds really terrible, under-
3: don't it? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it was like going to a therapy session. Um, but, but really understanding exactly who you are and what makes you tick – actually enables you to choose the right people to be on your team it enables you to choose the right clients that you're going to be happy working with and then when I'm doing social media posts if I come up with something I think that would be good but I don't know is that a bit Facebook is it not really LinkedIn I can go back to my brand values my brand cultures and think why does that idea appeal to me oh that's because of this element in my brand values and my brand cultures. so actually often I've I've done a bank of slides that are just those 10 brand values and brand culture things and I would just post that generic slide and then talk about whatever the issue is and the topic is because I can tie that back to my brand values and why that's important to me.
3: I mean the nitpicking bit is sorry about that Penny I feel (laughs) awful we're still speaking but (laughs) I mean but but actually the reason I do that is because I want that business owner to be absolutely super clear crystal Mm. clear about why they're doing what they're doing um, and I think it certainly helps when it comes to the marketing of that business um, you know so many people come to me and say oh can you just do a bit of social media for me marketing?" and they haven't got that depth of insight that they need and so it's just like well I'm, it, it's very difficult to put something across which is different unique that's that's got a little bit of depth there you know everybody says that you know they're different or whatever, but actually to be truly different, you've got to you've got to drill down. Um, and that and that's what I've done for 30 years. So I find it easy to do it. Um and that's the difference between something that is good and something that's really fantastic. I think.
0: Mm. And I think um Elizabeth uh, joining us from uh, LinkedIn and Elizabeth is part of Iris Elements who are our sponsor of this podcast and what she said here is so true people know and know and connect directly with her because she lives the brand Mm. and I think that is what all of that nitpicking you're talking about Philippa is that you're you're just getting down to the actual source of it and what is what's your true values and everything so actually like you say uh, Penny when you're sharing something and you're linking it back it's easy for you to have that connection because mm. it's your it's your truth you're not making yeah. it up you're not forcing it you're not faking it you're not faking it till you make it like they say yeah. you are and, actually and I, well this is me
2: yeah and it, and it comes back I know often we talk on six figure about um imposter syndrome but actually my brand is just me so it gives me the freedom to be me and who I want to be and I'm not trying to pretend to be somebody else
1: yeah So you get that authenticity there well, um, Penny, what, ha, how have your clients taken the rebrand and what's this meant for you in terms of finding new clients? So my existing clients loved it. So before I so we came up with a brand, I think it
2: was about June or July, and I didn't launch it officially. So the company was registered in July. I've just had my first anniversary. Um But I didn't launch it till October just because of the time it takes to get HMRC authorizations through. And and, yeah, it just takes forever, doesn't it, with HMRC. Um, So in that sort of interim, once we'd come up with the company, come up with the logo and everything else, when I took the opportunity to speak to clients, I let them know, by the way, we're rebranding and shared it with them. And every single one of them was just, oh, my goodness, that is so you. That is just amazing. And actually, when I explained what the actual logo represents and the story behind it they're all just completely blown away and they completely get it so um yeah massive you know huge positive reception from all of my clients they really loved it they really bought into it and in terms of gaining new clients it's just been much easier to open those conversations go with it um there's a lot on my website about what our brand values are so before they come to me if they've looked at my website they already know a lot about me they know about the story where it comes from um and again from social media so it's helped me to attract the right clients because I'm just being myself out there I'm putting my brand I'm being totally me um clients know that if the tide's in I'm probably not going to be around um you know they they know you know Me on social media is me wrapped up in my dry robe with a bobble hat on. So they're not expecting me to turn up in a suit. There's no pressure for me to, you know, once upon a time in my corporate world when I worked in London, yes, I went everywhere in a suit. But now I'm more likely to be in a bobble hat and flip flops. Um, But that's what people know and expect from me. So actually, if a client wants to be very corporate, very rigid, with no flexibility, they're not likely to be attracted to me in the first place.
0: And I and I love what you said about your providing for your team that flexibility as well because it kind of or you wouldn't expect a wild bookkeeper to be rigid with hours. No, so exactly. So it kind of <laughs> it's like it's and like we said, it's so much more than that 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 logo. So Penny, you've spoke about the fact that obviously you do have a logo. You've got your brand values. You've got you know you've been able to write pieces on your website and you've got mm. this story. Philippa, what is, you know, if someone goes through that kind of journey with someone, what are all of the things that they end up with if I've missed any of those bits?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, um, they get the brand blueprint, which has the ideal client. Now, the ideal client isn't 20 million, it's, you know, what is their mindset attitude? That's the first bit. So with Penelope's clients, we said, They've got to be free spirited, really. And they've got to be very flexible. And actually, when we found out, a lot of them are really interested in, in um, swimming anyway and sailing and all of that. But, you know, that sort of that, that mindset and attitude is really important. And then everything else, you know, ideal client, you can sort of go through that. What is the offer? Is there anything special about that offer? So in the way that the business model has been pulled together. That's often something I look at for people. Um, their vision, their values, their where they sit against the competition. You know, what little space have they occupied? Um, what's their story? What's unique about them? So we pull that apart really clearly. Uh, What does it mean for the culture? So what I try to do is when I do a brand with somebody, I help them to understand how that translates. So with Penny, she said, you know, um, it means that my clients are probably like this and it means that my team members are probably like this. And when I recruit. So I've said, you know, from a culture perspective, because you are this it stands to reason that this is how you work. And this is what the culture's like. And obviously, we don't make it up. I, I kind of go, is that right? And I sort of play it back or show the mirror. But generally speaking, what that means is you've got all of that commentary, and all of that fantastic, juicy content that you can talk really, really kind of confidently about what you do, and how you deliver it, what your onboarding's like, who are the clients you want, you know, the sort of it helps you with your tone of voice, what to write on your website, all of those things, which makes it more value for money than, you know, just a logo and a name. Because it's not just that, it's everything.
2: All, all the commentary that's on my website and a lot of the stuff I use in my social media is lifted pretty much straight from the brand blueprints I got from Philippa. I think also.
1: having those those guidelines are really powerful i mean joe and i have been through this yeah. exercise as well because i think the thing is like when you start a business you you try and do everything yourself because everything is a cost so at the so that's why we end up with businesses that use our names and things like that because we're like right i just need to get something out there or we don't believe in ourselves yet and we're like maybe conscious of like how much am i i've got spent out on so much so many of these different things definitely there will be people who are watching this here at the beginning of the journey feeling that they're in that space so we do what we can do maybe we get a license for Canva and I mean I'm pointing over here because I've probably got Canva open right now like <laughs> we do things don't we we create things for ourselves and we're like yeah that work that seems about right like I like that color and we put the things out there and then we're like oh it's not quite right and then we get to a point where we're like well my business is moving and I need to level up here because I need to be like on the level mm. with the people that I want to be Speaking to, and then we start to move from seeing investing in something like this as a cost and starting to see it as an investment that's going to give us returns mm-hmm. because it helps us with that consistency, it helps us to show we're like we, we take ourselves seriously, we're valuable, it gives that sort of level of um quality about what you mm. do and when joe and i said we need to do a rebrand and we worked with a designer because we were like this really matters we've got to get this right now um mm. having that document which says like this is what you do it means that from a team point of view everybody knows the expectations Definitely. Um, But there is more than that. Like you've you've both said about like tone of voice, how you speak Mm. about things, what the themes are that you cover. And I think that we forget that there's so much more to a business brand than just like, yeah, the logo and the name of the business. Um, But but some people might not be there yet. It's something to work towards.
3: I mean, mean, somebody on, on LinkedIn the other day was asking about fees and whether they should put them on their website. And I mean, my response was, well, what's your brand like? you know, are you transparent? Are you ballsy? Are you rebellious? Or, you know, use that. And then how you talk about it, again, is, you know, if you are sort of out there, you go, this is the cost, like it or not, you know. It, so you can actually get away with quite a lot by saying, how should I do this with my brand? How would I introduce it? What's the tone of voice? And it gives you so much more, well, it gives you answers, I think, essentially.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, for for me, when we had that discussion on on pricing and I thought about it on uh, Philippa's LinkedIn post and I use GoProposal and there are lots of different options on the pricing, which actually, again, that comes back to my business. As Philippa was saying, would I put my prices on my website? Well, actually, core to my business is flexibility. So I need to be flexible over the service I offer people and the level that it goes. And actually, there's too much flexibility to really put clear pricing on the website because it depends on each and the individual circumstances of each client. Mm -hmm. So brand definitely comes into that. But going back to the logo, there's just to give you an idea of the depth of Philippa's process. So when we were going through everything, um, it came up in conversation. So in October 2014, it was um, so my husband left in October. April 2014. And by the October, it was clear that things weren't going to resolve and that we were going to get divorced. And we went on holiday at the end of October to Pembrokeshire, where my mum's twin sister lived, very, really special place to us. And it was a really we were at a really low point. I had no idea what I was going to do, how I was going to pay the bills, just knew I had to grow the business and survive. And I was on the beach in Barra Funda, one of my favourite beaches. October half term holiday. The weather was absolutely pants. Everybody else had thick coats and bobble hats on. Um, light drizzle, and it was really, really rough sea. And I was like, I'm going to go for a swim because that's what I do, particularly when I need to find myself. So I've just got my swimming costume on. Hadn't bothered with hat and goggles because it was so rough and stormy in the sea um, that I wasn't going to swim. I was just going to bob about in the waves. And my daughter took a photograph of me from behind and I'm just standing there bracing myself for this massive wave to hit and it's just me facing the challenges and so it's a very symbolic photo so that came up in my conversation with Philippa and I shared the photograph with her so my logo is me standing in the waves on Barrafundal Beach so yeah very very powerful
1: oh thank you for sharing that it, <laughs> it's it's that like level of depth that yeah. we don't we don't explore and i think that's the benefit of bringing we you know we talk to our clients all the time about why they need an expert to support with the bookkeeping this is why we need to bring experts in to help us with things when we get to that point we're like i'm ready for the next level i need a team here who know this Definitely. like who can really find this out about me yeah, yeah. so that was very I mean, if... so much every,
2: everything that's happened to me and all the challenges i faced they've they've made me who i am so in sort of part of the tone of voice that Philip has got for my, you know, for my brand is resilience, gritty, um, because that's everything that I've been through in life. So it really does. You know, when Elizabeth says that my brand is authentically me, that's because it is.
0: Oh, my goodness. That really that really does pack a punch, doesn't it? And, yeah, um, yeah. The and photo, you
2: must so if anyone wants to have a look at the website, you know, the photo it's, it's there on
0: my website. So absolutely. And what is your website address?
2: <laughs> uh, so while well, bookkeeping.co.uk, perfect.
1: Oh look, thank you so much, ladies, for joining us, and thanks everyone who's been watching. I'm sure everyone's just been gripped, like waiting to like hear what happens, and um, <laughs> we'll all want to connect with you. So, um, Philippa, can you let us know how people can connect with you and find out more about what you do?
3: Yep, uh, website is insight101.co.uk. Um, I'm on LinkedIn all the time at P Haynes 101. I think it is. Uh, Kirsty, just to answer her question before we go. Um, I I used a lot of psychology in my past life, yes. Uh, so I was a market researcher. I did a lot of group discussions um, and really delved into people's emotional and rational kind of thinking, which is why now the business is called Insight 101, actually. The 101 bit is the no-nonsense, the basics, foundational learning, but the insight is based on that kind of psychology background, really, um, that I've that has just been me over 30 years, really.
1: Amazing. Oh, thank you so much. We've learned so much from you, Philippa. And Penny... Welcome. So People, people can be <laughs> Penny, at book, uh, wildbookkeeping.co.uk. How else can we find
2: out more about you? Yes, so I'm on LinkedIn, so Penelope Allard on, on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram, at the Wild Bookkeeper. So if you want to see more about swimming, it's at the Wild Bookkeeper... Um, and the business stuff is um, while bookkeeping. Um, mm-hmm. So you can find me on Instagram, and I'm on Facebook as well. But I tend to spend probably most of my time on LinkedIn. So unless it's posting swimming and sailing, in which case Instagram. So, um, so I swim all, all year round with no, no wetsuit. So if you want to see me getting into the coldest I've done is half a degree. So
3: <laughs> that'll be me next week. I'm going down to visit. Yeah,
2: Philip is coming to visit, so I'm going to drag <laughs> her in the sea next
0: week. Oh, <laughs> Good luck. Lots of photos. Have an amazing <laughs> time. Thank you so, so much, ladies. And um, yeah, when's our next podcast, Zoe? Are we? are we back next week? No, I
1: think we've got some holidays and things coming up, but we will make sure we're advertising it. We're back on Instagram. Anyone who's followed our Instagram journey, our account got taken down. We don't know why. Uh, we we are back though. If you look for Bookkeeper's Podcast, you'll find us on Instagram. We'll post everything in our Facebook community and uh, we'll make sure it's on LinkedIn. So you can find out when the next episode of Bookkeeper's Podcast is. We'll see you then. Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye. 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 Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeeper's Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.